you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Greetings and welcome to the Daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Every day during the week, you can get your fantasy fix, everything you need for total domination. On the show today, all the big injury updates from week one, what that means for week two and beyond. We'll tell you about the top performers from week one and can they keep it up? An early look at free agency and some guys we think you have to go out and get. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Akbar Bajabimila, and Adam Reich have all the action for you. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith alongside Adam Rank, Akbar Bajabiamila, and Michael Fabiano. So much to get to, but guys, it always happens. Week one, people have a lot of questions, Fabs. What's your big takeaway from what you saw? People are starting to freak out already on some of the running backs who had bad performances like Marshawn Lynch, Trent Richardson, those guys. Be patient, please. Don't worry about these guys after one week. It's a long season. You know, for me, usually you, when you hear any given Sunday, that means, you know, somebody can go out there and one team is going to be better than the other. In fantasy, any given Sunday, that same player that gave you a dud could come out and come out big. So, like like you said, be patient. You got a steam and Willie Beeman. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to the latest headlines. Don't I get the... a takeaway? Well, what's your takeaway? Panic, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the latest headlines from a busy week one in the NFL. We start with news out of New England. Shane Vereen out at least a couple of weeks, according to Jay Glazer. Broke a bone in his wrist. Surgery for him. Rank, what does this mean now for the big situation at running back for New England? Well, I hope they change doctors in New England other than the one who had some problems with Rob. Gronkowski's injury, but this is a huge thing. We are very bullish on Shane Vereen on Sunday morning. We advised you to start him. He rewarded us, but now when you have Stephen Ridley, it looked like he was going to lose his job, but now you know what? The fumbles, it doesn't seem as big of a problem when you don't have anybody else to go to. Yeah, right. can, can you go any deeper with any now, guys? Pick them up for this Le- week? I no. mean, Blunt could come in if Ridley continues to have this fumbleitis that he has, but right now Ridley's the guy. Yeah, Ridley is going to be the guy. You know, I thought that he was going to be on the waiver wire, not only in fantasy, but in real life, because I think we know <laughs> that Bill Belichick does not like guys who cannot secure the ball. Every coach will preach that to a player, secure the football. He didn't. All right, Tony Romo had a nice game Sunday night against the Giants. He got hurt during the game, though. X-rays on his chest came back negative. Fabs, how concerned are you? 
Not concerned. Uh, happy that he finished the game. And I was a little disappointed. I thought he would have a bigger fantasy game. He had right around 17 fantasy points in the contest. But it looks like he has escaped a major injury. Of course, check NFL.com all week for injury updates. Now, speaking of NFL Fantasy Live and what we said on Sunday, we warned you about Roddy White. It didn't look like it was going to be a big day for him, and it was not. And now on Monday, head coach Mike Smith, very concerned about his wide receiver. Roddy White says it could be a few weeks before he feels like himself. Here's what Smith had to say after the game. It's not always about one game. It's about a 16-game season. And decisions that you make in terms of how much a player is going to play is based on the totality of the season. All right, and Roddy White trying to help fantasy owners out as best as he can. Great job by him. He sent out this tweet. As far as fantasy, if I don't participate in practice, then don't start me. Oh, boy. That's it's a red flag. <laughs> All players should do this for us. Is that so hard to do? That was very courteous of Roddy White to participate in Twitter and let the fantasy owners know how he's feeling. That was good. All right, can, can you play Roddy White going forward if he's active? I mean, it all depends on what bit. kind of depth you have at wide receiver, but he is a risk-reward play right now, you're either going to get something or absolutely nothing, which is what we got. Here's my take on Roddy White, because I have Roddy White, and I'm telling you right now, if Roddy White is playing, I am playing Roddy White, no doubt about it. I just believe in too much of the locker room medicine that if he decides that he can go, that means he can get past the threshold. Uh, You and locker room medicine. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Here's some other injuries to keep track of week one. Hey, what a surprise. Danny Amendola is on the list with a groin. Reggie Bush with a finger and a groin injury as well. Zach Sudfeld, (laughs) doubtful. For the game Thursday night against the Jets, that another big injury to watch. NFL Network's Aditi Kinkabwala is reporting that Jonathan Dwyer is expected to rejoin the Steelers today. This after a dismal performance by Pittsburgh's offense in week one. Can you pick up Jonathan Dwyer? Uh, Unless you're in a really deep league like our stage manager, T.O., who's got about 40 players per roster. No, Jonathan Dwyer is not someone I'm picking up off the waiver wire. If there's a running back in Pittsburgh to pick up, it is Le'Veon Bell. There it is right there. You just got to wait on him. If you're going to sit on him, sit on him now. But even then, they've had injuries to the offensive line. Marquise Pouncey looks like he's going to be out. I don't trust that situation at all. David Wilson, a guy now it's become more difficult to trust. David Wilson, two fumbles lost on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. Will he lose his job? Will he wind up on the waiver wire in fantasy and in real life, as Akbar likes to say? (laughs) Uh, Don't panic yet. Here's what Tom Coughlin had to say after the game. Not gonna play unless they can hang on the ball. It's demoralizing to the whole team. He's a talented young man. We'll get him right even if he has to run around the field with two hands on the ball. We need him. All right. He says we need him, but can you trust David Wilson? Absolutely not. If Andre Brown was still there, we wouldn't hear from this guy again. Yeah, let me translate that. That's old school coach talk, and I know old school coach talk, and that means I'm not playing him, and if I bring somebody in, I'm definitely not ever playing him. David Wilson better get his act together. They trust him that he can produce, but he's looking for another option. He has that. one more chance this weekend, and if he fails, he's in trouble. Be yeah. like Jimmy Kahn in the program. He's got to walk around with the football <laughs> all day. He said that too. <laughs> walk around the <laughs> All right, so from guys who can't hold on to the football to some of the best things we saw on Sunday, we're going to kick things off with our top quarterback performance board. Uh, yeah, no one really threatened Peyton Manning, though Colin Kaepernick Whoa. looked like he was making a run there for a little bit. You see some big numbers here, and this is what we talked about the last couple of days on the show. What's going to be a great day for a fantasy quarterback now? Just a couple years ago, 15 was acceptable. Last year it was 20. This year now, it might be 25. 
Now, while Peyton Manning's not going to throw for seven touchdowns every week, Akbar, what kind of production do you expect from him going forward? You know what? I expect Peyton Manning to 32 and above. I just picked 32 because Magic Johnson wore that number and it was the first number that came to my mind. But that's the type of production that he has because he has so many weapons around him with Julius Thomas now. You can say he's a weapon. And, of course, Wes Welker, Eric Decker, and uh, Demarius Thomas. A rank I doubted Colin Kaepernick. You okay. believed in him full-throatedly, and he <laughs> rewarded you. Absolutely. I love this kid. you got to start him each and every week. It's a no-brainer. He showed what he could do throwing the football. So many people get wrapped up with what he can do as a runner. He's built like a, like a tight end out there. He moves so well, but he can wing the ball. I watched him play at Nevada. We're going to see a lot of it this season. And then when he starts running again, he's going to be even more dangerous. Oh, and oh yeah, by the way, we can put away the nonsense of Michael Crabtree's injury is going to have any impact. Anquan Bolden is good enough. All right, Terrell Pryor, this is someone Michael Fabiano and I were counting his fantasy points Ooh. as they piled up yesterday. You and I both like him, not so much Rankin Akbar. No. This is a fun thing we did yesterday. Yeah, you guys were all over me yesterday when I liked Terrell Pryor on the show. And guess what? Almost 20 fantasy points. He became only the third quarterback since 2009 to have 200 passing yards and over 100 rushing yards in game. And that's why I like Terrell Pryor so much. He can run with the football. If he's available in your league, please pick him up now. Maybe now you'll believe me. There's a fantasy version of a posterization. That was Fabiano and Akbar and I yesterday. Just sitting, he's hanging from the rim, and we're just standing there. Oh, right, give me a little bit of fantasy cliff. Some guys you'd be interested in long-term starting Terrell Pryor over. Well, it all depends on the matchups, but I like Terrell Pryor right now more than I like Jay Cutler. I like Terrell Pryor more than I like Andy Dalton, Phillip Rivers, Matt Schaub. I want upside. He's got loads of it. Yeah, he's got loads of upside. The only thing I don't trust is that you don't know what you're going to get out of Terrell Pryor. He even said after this game that he had an awful game, and you don't. if he's unpredictable, I can't have you on my, That's on my fantasy team. What's also important to note, know what your scoring is. If you're in a league where you get six points for a touchdown pass, Terrell Pryor's point. His value takes a little bit of a dip. Yeah, but also realize that Terrell Pryor, before he throws a pass, is going to get you 10 points running the football all by himself. That's what makes him so valuable. Speaking of value, how about some top running back performers from week one on Sunday? Adrian Peterson. Well, when you start the game with a 78-yard touchdown run, <laughs> chances are you're going to be the number one guy. There's Reggie Bush and Joyke Bell, the two Lions running backs, sitting there at two and three. Now, let's start with Peterson, Fabs. We talked about him during the preseason. Boy, is he going to duplicate his season from a year ago? It's tough to do that. Well, one carry later, we're like, yeah, you can get to 2000 yeah, again. I know. His first carry was like a 70-yard touchdown run. And just look at this guy. I mean, he's an absolute beast. He's a cyborg. I still kind of think he's like half man and half machine. He's so unbelievable. I don't remember one draft where he wasn't the number one overall pick. And so far, so one. good. He's just picking up where he left off last year. He's Wolverine. He is. Oh, the adamantium. He's got I get the adamantium that. in well, there, man. he come back sooner from a torn ACL. <laughs> yeah, well, it takes him like eight seconds might, in the they movie. They might say it's a PED. <laughs> look at this guy. Look how fast he is. Amazing. All right, let's look at Jamal Charles. 19 touches, 100 yards from scrimmage, and a touchdown against the Jaguars Sunday. Pretty impressive, right? Yeah, Romeo Cornell is probably watching the TV going like, wait, this guy was on the squad last year and I didn't play him? How did that happen? Yes, I love what Andy Reid did with him. I love that he came back from his injury. Each and every week, Jamal Charles is going to give you buku fantasy points. You were rewarded if you took him in the first round, which I was in a couple of leagues. And you get red zone carries from him, as we Love saw on Sunday. That. Reggie Bush was an absolute monster. We call him Marshall Falk Light during the preseason, Akbar, of what he could do. But this was this was Marshall Falk-type production on Sunday. It sure was. And for all the haters out there who think that Reggie Bush isn't a, a true and pure runner, he is. But he's just got a little bit different thing to him. He's a flasher, and he's a catcher. And you saw that. He put on the burners. I'm trusting him in this offense that loves to throw the ball, that Reggie Bush is going to be 
able to do more of what he did in the week one. And look at that. Just beautiful. I like him so much here because he fits with this offense more than he ever did in New Orleans, more than he ever did in Miami, because this is what they like to do. And remember, he missed out another touchdown that got ruled down right before the goal line. Now, how about Joyke Bell? Six rushes for 25 yards, two touchdowns. I think this guy had a fantasy point for every touch he had <laughs> on Sunday. Goodness, Fabs, yeah. You look for somebody who could potentially be the guy behind Reggie Bush to get goal line carries. Confident in Joyke Bell? Well, remember, Mikhail Ashur is inactive, so Bell is now the clear handcuff for Reggie Bush. But, guys, I don't know if I'm going to be trusting Joyke Bell to do this week in and week out. This is Reggie Bush's offense from a backfield perspective. Does Bell warrant a pickup off the waiver wire? Absolutely. Is he going to be your number two or your flex every single week? Don't think he'll be that reliable. But you pointed out during the preseason that Reggie Bush has trouble staying healthy on turf. So he should be on your roster. Yeah, so I guess he'd be more of a handcuff situation. Handcuff situation, it's someone that when the bye weeks come, maybe he uses a flex. You need somebody right there. All right, let's take a look at some wide receivers. These are the top guys from Sunday. This may as well be a list for Larry Fitzgerald of 85 years ago because he's back (laughs) on it at number five. Victor Cruz, his huge three-touchdown game. Nearly 30 fantasy points. Molly Karam had him and Peyton Manning. She's beating me by like a thousand points. Yeah. AJ Green, Demarius Thomas on that list, but there's Julian Edelman on that list. Brian Hartline on that list, but welcome back to fantasy relevance, Larry Fitzgerald. We've been talking about this throughout the preseason and even through Sunday that Larry Fitzgerald always seems to rise to the occasion in the odd numbered years. Of course, this is 2013 and it coincides. With Carson Palmer joining the fold, Bruce Arians doing it too. But the thing that I really liked about watching Larry Fitzgerald on Sunday, you saw Carson Palmer throw him a fade. It didn't work on first down. They went back to the same play on second down. If that keeps happening, you're going to see huge production from Larry Fitzgerald. All right, how about Julian Edelman, Fabs? Is this a trend that continues? Look, they're banged up in New England right now. Who's the number one option in the red zone for Tom Brady? He's not on the team right now. He's Rob Gronkowski. He's injured. Until Rob Gronkowski comes back, clearly Tom Brady is going to be looking to throw the football in the red zone to Julian Edelman, who the Patriots seem enamored with. Even last year, he was playing over Wes Welker early on in the season. He certainly needs to be added in the leagues with 12 or more teams. And he could bear fruit. Now they have no Shane Vereen. Can you start him Thursday? It's a Thursday game. Thursday game is a three or flex. All right, Anquan Boland, 13 catches, 208 yards receiving and a touchdown against the Packers. Akbar, we thought, well, is he going to replace Michael Crabtree? Yes. Well, listen up. He has replaced him. He is the man. Anquan Bolden is here to stay. And Colin Kaepernick, as you saw he did with Crabtree, it will go to Anquan Bolden every single time because he's going to out-physical any of the cornerbacks that he's going to play the entire year. I expect this production from Anquan Bolden, and that's why I have him. But I can't believe I had him on my bench just sitting there with 27 oh, oh. points. I'm just sitting there just mad, 26.8 points. You couldn't have predicted that. I couldn't have predicted, but Boy, guess what? But now he's going to be on my – I'm playing him every single week. Yeah, he's got to be a wide receiver, too, for you after that debut on Sunday. Top 10 tight end performances. We got all guys in double digits. How good is that? Look at Jared Cook with 24. Julius Thomas, Jason Witten, Jordan Cameron, who we were on. Vernon Davis, we projected him to play pretty well. Six catches, 98 yards, and two touchdowns on Sunday. We said Sunday morning that Vernon Davis was on the cusp of having one of the most dominant seasons for a tight end in NFL history. He showed why he's going to do that. You look at some guys, there's going to be some inconsistency on that board, but it will not come from Vernon 
Vernon Davis each and every week. He is going to be targeted heavily. He should be in your lineup. And, and, yeah, and a lot of times he was the one and two in this in the read. Jared Cook, two touchdowns, nearly had three on Sunday. I had him as a big sleeper this preseason, drafted him in our experts league. Didn't help me because I said I'm going against Molly Karam, who has everybody else. But he's someone who he's had the talent his entire career, Fabs. Now, this could be when he puts it together. The Titans never used him correctly. The Rams in week one did. If he's available on the waiver wire, go get him right now. When we see where you sit right now, the tight ends, are you happy where we sat after week one for overall production? I am, but just people need to temper expectations moving forward. It ain't going to be like this every week. All right, so Except for I, Vernon Davis. I think Vernon Davis each and every week. With the guys that just popped up. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. yeah, the guys that just came in the, fir- the first week of the season. But, hey, look, it's better than playing plug-and-play like you were the last <laughs> couple of years. Coming up, we're looking ahead to next week and helping you pick out which players to target on the waiver wire. Our favorite free agents for week two are on the way. But first, our previews of tonight's Monday night matchup are next. See which Chargers, Texans, Eagles, and Redskins we like tonight as NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. It throws end zone wide open for a touchdown. RG3 electrified all the way. Foster running left to the goal line. He's in. Rivers backpedaling. Points it to the end zone. Touchdown San Diego. This is NFL Fantasy Live. 14 games in the books, but two remain to be played before we put a bow on week one. The Eagles and Redskins face off tonight at 7 in D.C., followed by the Texans and Chargers in San Diego. We're going to take a look at both of these games here over the next few minutes. And, Akbar, we'll start with the early game. The Eagles side of things, these are your projections for the Philadelphia Eagles star players tonight. You got a big game from Michael Vick, another big one from LaShawn McCoy, also Deshaun Jackson. You couldn't project Michael Vick for one more yard, so people who get a bonus at 300 would feel, hey, I'm going to get that bonus you couldn't do that for people well that's right uh, yeah i was gonna do that because he's gonna get 299 yards you need to adjust <laughs> your television set that's right he's gonna have a big game i'm expecting a big game in this high tempo chip kelly offense you know this is not just about passing this game is predicated on having a really good runner they have that in michael vick michael vick is a threat on the ground we all know that so i know that he has that big arm i expect michael vick to really go off with this 124 yards in rushing and really exploit this this washington defense especially in the air I said 299 just because I wanted him a yard short of 300. This team gave up a ton of touchdowns last season to the Philadelphia Eagles. LaShawn McCoy, to me, is an impressive running back, and he can do it in Chip Kelly's offense because what they do is they're going to spread you out wide. They're going to make you make sure you understand the vertical threat that they have. So they're going to have four and five wide receivers out there, and then they gash you in the middle. That's where LaShawn McCoy lives, in space. Now, Deshaun Jackson, someone who a lot of us are high on as a great flex play because of what he can do in this offense, you have him a pretty big night tonight. Yeah, 75 yards I think is going to be a moderate number because they they're going to have other wide receivers that they're going to distribute the ball. I like Chip Kelly's offense going back to the Oregon days. You know, they know how to distribute the ball. So they're going to distribute, and he's going to be the biggest or probably the most productive wide receiver of the group because he does better than any of the other receivers. He works well in space. Is it hard to play any other wide out? Is Deshaun Jackson your only guy? No, one other guy that I like that I think is going to be right under 75 yards, it's Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper is going to be a name that you must watch for, especially after this game. All right, with Akbar and I projecting fantasy, I think the final score of this game is going to be 75-74. Take a look at what I think for the big Redskins skill position players tonight. 
tonight. There's RG3. I got him for four total touchdowns, one to Pierre Garcon, and a big night for him. Alfred Morris, also a very good night on the ground. I don't have him getting into the end zone because I think RG3 wants to say, no, you know what? I want to show everybody I'm healthy. I'm okay. No, I mean, you couldn't give Alfred Morris 100 yards? <laughs> 95 yards? You couldn't give him 100 yards? Look, RG3 is someone who everybody wants to see. Is he going to be the same guy? He said, I have to run the football because this is who I am. He's going to come out tonight. The biggest concern you have for him is injury because you know whenever he starts, he's going to produce. You always play him, and you play him with confidence. Same thing with Pierre Garçon. We saw last year that the chemistry he had with Garçon was undeniable. He started off great. He had that big touchdown against the Saints. Then he was hurt for a lot of the year. Then he came on late, and he was the only guy, really, that he threw to with any regularity. Garçon is someone you're going to play him as a strong wide receiver too and expect big production from him all season long. Alfred Morris, I'm not as concerned about. Why? Because here's the thing. I'm always concerned about a guy who's never carried the mail for an entire season before. Can Chris Ivory do it with the Jets? I'm concerned about that. But here's Alfred Morris. He did it. He went through the entire season. That's he right. knows the pounding that it takes. I'm not concerned about Alfred Morris anymore just because he's gone through that. And that's something, as a player, you know, once you do it once, it's easier to do it again. Yeah, it's coming off of this rookie year. A lot of people are a little skeptical if Alfred Morris. I think Alfred Morris can best his rookie performance because he understands the game. He's smarter and he's more mature in this offense. There you go. Better rookie season. Better than a rookie and season. And I'll give Alfred him 100 Morris. yards. I'm giving him five more yards. He's going to get you 10 You're upset with points. me. I took him five away from You were one <laughs> yard away from 300. Hot bar. All right, now for a look at the Texans and the Chargers in the nightcap, let's send it over to Adam Rank and Michael Fabiano, guys. Thank you, Jason. Are you ready for this game tonight there, Michael? I am, but I'll tell you something right now. I'm not giving away fantasy points like candy on Halloween (laughs) like these guys do. All right, but before we get to that, let's take a look at the latest injury report for this Houston Texans and San Diego Chargers tilt. You see, Arian Foster is probable, which is good news, as is DeAndre Hopkins. Ed Reed is out with a hip injury, so he will not play. And, of course, you see Manti Teo, the rookie for San Diego, will not be playing in this game. But let's start with the Chargers projections, Mike. Now, I know you went out and did this. We'll take a look at those really quick. Phillip Rivers, 265 yards, a couple of touchdowns, a couple of You put him down for a fumble lost. How dare you? Well, the guy turns the ball over a ton. 64 turnovers in the last 48 games. The offensive line is questionable at best. Phillip Rivers wasn't even drafted in a lot of leagues, Adam, which is a shock because he was a number one fantasy quarterback just two or three years ago. Now he's at risk. The Texans' defense is very strong against the pass. I want nothing to do with Phillip Rivers. I'm not a big proponent of starting many chargers in this contest. What about Ryan Matthews? Oh, my old buddy Ryan Matthews. (laughs) You know, the guy that I loved last year, and he let me down, left me with egg on my face. So I'm going the other way. So probably have a good game tonight, Adam, right? (laughs) But against the Texans, this is a bad matchup. They allowed an average of around 13 fantasy points per game, the running backs last year. Matthews is not a three-down back. They brought in Danny Woodhead to come in on passing downs. I am not projecting Ryan Matthews to have a big game. Hopefully he won't because... I'm playing against him in a PPR <laughs> league, and I have a 13-point lead. Selfish reasons. Ryan Matthews, a pretty good flex option, not this week. What about Antonio Gates? The matchup is good. The Texans were good against tight ends last year, but the fact of the matter is Antonio Gates is past his prime. Last year, he wasn't even a number one in fantasy. The years before, he was injured. I am really down on Antonio Gates, and with these young tight ends that are coming into the game, he is now just a two. I'm not expecting much from fantasy's number one tight end, at least maybe three years ago. All right, so maybe Antonio Gates. But let's take a look at the other side. There's some interesting possibilities here for the Texans. You'll take a look. I think that Matt Schaub will have a pretty decent day, 319 yards. Down a little bit on Arian Foster. And Dre Day 
coming back in a big way. He's coming up with the 101 yards and a touchdown. But I want to go back to Arian Foster in case anybody has a question of why have him down so low, and it's because of this. He has an injury concern, which carried him through the preseason. He's got Ben Tate, who is also figuring heavily into this offense. And the biggest thing for me is that the Houston Texans are playing for a Super Bowl. They've seen over the last couple of years, it's probably not worth it for them to really run Arian Foster heavy in week one, week two, and everything. Why not get Ben Tate in there? So when it comes playoff time, you have a guy like Arian Foster who is fresh. Besides, they also have a pretty good quarterback. I understand Matt Schaub is not the elite fantasy quarterback that everybody is drafting on their teams, but this is a guy who can go up and put up decent points. You know, beyond decent points for you. He's got Andre Johnson, and now with DeAndre Hopkins, who we just saw is probable for tonight's game, they have a really explosive passing attack. Now they are able to stretch out the defenses a little bit. They have a running game that people have to respect. So he can go out and he can do things like that. He can throw it to Arian Foster. He can throw it to Ben Tate. So I like the matchup going up against San Diego. He's a pretty good play if you need one. And also the guy who's the all-time great play, Dre Day himself, Andre Johnson. Five touchdowns and six career Monday night football games. This guy obviously loves the prime time. But again, and we've talked about this a lot, and we always stress, play your studs. Right. Make sure you got him going. And that's what he is. He is a stud receiver. He plays right. week in, week out. Unless he has an injury concern. And so far, so good. He's looking pretty healthy. So you got to put him in there. Yeah, you're playing Foster. You're playing Andre Johnson. Shab is a matchup-based guy. One player to look out for tonight. I'm not telling you to start him. Okay. Vincent Brown. Vincent Watch Brown. out for Vincent Brown and see how he's utilized in the offense tonight. He could be a waiver wire pickup. Yeah, it seems like somebody we'll have to take a look at sometime down the road. Now, still to come, we're answering your tweets with our fantasy feedback. CFR experts are worried about Maurice Jones-Drew's less-than-stellar performance in Week 1. Plus, our weekly roundup of the most targeted players in the game is up next. We're going beyond the box score to tell you which players will have more opportunities when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Every Monday on NFL.com, I write a column called Targets and Touches. It spotlights the pass catchers who get the most targets every week and the running backs with the most touches. This helps you figure out, well, which guys are for real and I can pick them up in free agency or which guys you should kind of back away from. We're going to deal with the running backs first and talk about some guys that had some inordinate number of touches on Sunday. We thought going into the game, Akbar with the Indianapolis Colts and the Oakland Raiders, we had to figure it out. Ahmad Bradshaw was going to be your flex guy. Instead, 10 of the first 11 carries went to Vic Ballard. He had more touches than Ahmad Bradshaw. How do you figure the situation out? Well, you know, I think this makes sense, especially when you think about the fact that Ahmad Bradshaw is, you know, recovering from an injury. So you want to work your guy like Ahmad Bradshaw back into the mix of things. But you get Vic Ballard to start. And Vic Ballard, to me, is a viable option. In fact, he's he might be comparable to Ahmad Bradshaw. He's got more explosive ability. He can bounce to the outside. But Vic Ballard, I mean, he's going to be a guy competing with the mod Brashoff for touches, for sure. Yeah, these are guys right now you want to sit. You don't want to play them. You want to let it wait and see how this plays out because you're right, Akbar. As he gets healthier, Bradshaw could get a bigger role. D'Angelo Williams had a big role on Sunday. 20 total touches against the Seattle Seahawks defense. That is pretty tough. He totaled, 10, he totaled 100 total yards, which is 10 fantasy points, but he did lose some points for a fumble. But that was much better production than we thought we'd get from D'Angelo Williams. This week, the Panthers have a big matchup against the Bills, who gave up 9,000 yards rushing to the Patriots on Sunday. So D'Angelo Williams, a really good flex player and play in week two. Get some wide receivers now, guys with a big number of targets. Brian Hartline, 
15 targets, led the NFL with targets on Sunday in the Dolphins' win over the Cleveland Browns. But, Fabs, we saw this last year with Brian Hartley. He had that one huge game for 253, and then he was pretty pedestrian the rest of the yeah, way. Yeah, he had the, the most boring 1,000-yard season <laughs> for a wide receiver in NFL history. Wasn't colorful. And he, and he found the end zone, which is something he typically doesn't do. Of course, a big part of the reason, guys, was because Joe Hayden was all over Mike Wallace. They didn't even look to Mike Wallace. So Ryan Tannehill went to Brian Hartline. I would not expect this kind of production to continue. Now, Kenbrell Tompkins, different story. He didn't have a lot of catches, but 14 targets tied with the team lead with Danny Amendola. They yep. might have something here with So him. they're looking for this kid, which is very important. Remember, Aaron Dobson was inactive. So this is a kid who needs to be picked up on the waiver wire. Maybe not in 10 team leagues, in 12 team leagues, in 14 team leagues. Tom Brady is his quarterback after all. And we did see yesterday that Danny Amendola still has a little bit of that injury concern that we all had coming into the season. So Tom is worth a look. Yeah, every play you're riding at walking that tightrope with Danny Amendola. Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio Brown had an okay game for the Steelers having a horrendous game offensively, but the guy who led the team in targets, Emmanuel Sanders. He was a big, deep sleeper this preseason, Akbar. Can this type of attention continue? Absolutely. It was no big surprise to me that Emmanuel Sanders was going to be the most targeted guy. You know, when you think about Emmanuel Sanders, what he brings, you know, they didn't really have a run game presence. So when you think about the types of targets he was getting, he was getting some of the look passes, which is really an extension of the outside run game, and then the short, intermediate routes. That's where he can make space. You see that look pass right there? That's only really an outside zone. So Emmanuel Sanders, I think, for the rest of the season is a guy that you need to go and pick up. If he's not already in your roster, pick him up because he's going to be not only a part of the run game from the look pass, but he's also going to be the guy that's making a lot of catches. And remember, he's going to help you in PPR leagues. And Akbar, you know, you're the former player here. When you've got a number one wide receiver, they're always going to draw the number one cornerback, right? I mean, that's obvious. Yep. So what's going to happen to that two in that pass attack? They're going to have an easier matchup. Ben Roethlisberger saw that, and he went to Emmanuel Sanders quite a few times in the contest. Big playability. Very explosive. Yeah, and the best thing, too, we say pick these guys up. Sanders is someone you don't have to take with that first pick. You can take somebody else in that first round of your free agents and then go get Sanders because he's someone who's kind of under the radar still. Mm -hmm. A guy who no longer is under the radar and someone Michael Fabiano's been talking about a lot this season has been Jordan Cameron. 13 targets on Sunday for the Browns. That's your boy. We've been talking about Jordan Cameron throughout the preseason. We said he was going to have the talent to emerge as a potential number one fantasy tight end, and boy, did he ever. It's that Rob Chinzinski magic, guys. Wherever he goes, tight end production follows, and Jordan Cameron now is a number one tight end, and if you need help at the position, he's readily available out there still on NFL.com. Tight ends are fun now. We've got some more guys you didn't expect on Sunday. Yeah, it's not going to be so much fun when they're inconsistent <laughs> and we're pulling our hair out about and it. And I think it's safe to say, too, wherever North Turner is, you know the tight end is definitely going to get his piece. All right, here's your top overall fantasy targets for week one, led by Anquan Bolden. We'll have more on him coming up later on in the show. But look at some of these names with Tompkins and Cameron. Miles Austin was there. Dallas Clark is there as well. And again, Cobb and Sanders had 12. Targets and touches every Monday on NFL.com. Coming up, we're dusting off the fantasy therapy couch to have some choice words with the players who stole precious fantasy points from your team on Sunday. That Helps No One is coming up. Plus, we're digging into the waiver wire to reveal the free agent pickups guaranteed to improve your roster. Don't go away. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Bell of Julius Thomas. Fire. Touchdown. First red zone pick of the day. Manuel going to the end zone. Touchdown. 
Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Fantasy leagues can be won or lost on the waiver wire, and it's never too early to look for that pickup that could make a difference for your fantasy team. Now, before we get to our favorites from week one, let's start with this question submitted by a user on Twitter. NFL Fantasy, is it ever worth it to use a number one waiver position on a wide receiver. Well, Fabs, if he's the best guy there, I'll take him. Yeah, you remember, I think it was like 2002, was that Anquan Bolden's rookie year? He had that huge game in the first week. Heck yeah, I would have used it on uh, a wide receiver. It's, it also depends on what you need, too. If you need a wide receiver, there's a good one out there, go get him. Yeah, if you would have asked me a couple of years ago when the running backs were more prominently featured, I would have said no way. But now I've changed my mind. You can start a receiver. You can pick up a receiver, rather. All right, so who are the guys we like this week? Well, if you need a tight end, there was one guy who stood out head and shoulders above everybody else. Go back to last Thursday. Don't forget Julius Thomas and his huge night for the Denver Broncos. Fabs, is he your big guy? This is a guy that needs to be added, and I I promise you right now, he's going to be about 90% owned after this week is over. Going into it, he was less than 10% owned, and he may have had his best game of the entire season, but the fact of the matter is, is that Peyton Manning is his quarterback. Peyton is Manning has made a lot of tight ends very good from a fantasy perspective even Jacob Tammy correct in his last year in Indianapolis so if he's available and Thomas is available in most leagues and you need a tight end go out and grab him if you have Vernon Davis or you have Jimmy Graham then he's not going to be your number one waiver claim but a lot of people need a tight end out there they sure do and Peyton Manning was raving about him too saying that this guy is an explosive athlete that can do so many different things on the field so you got to like that. Yeah, you can't expect that suddenly Joel Dreesen is just going to get his job back or no. get back in the mix. This is Julius Thomas right now. There's another tight end that you like, Rank, that's available. Yeah, well, we've been on Jordan Cameron the entire offseason. I'm a little offended that people hadn't picked him up. How is he still on the – we've been talking about him all season. Jordan Cameron should be on your roster. And one of the things I really like about what they're going to be able to do in Cleveland is that he is going to be a top option where Julius Thomas has to fight through Eric Decker – Demarius Thomas and everybody who's there catching Wes Welker. Who's the guy taking targets away from Jordan Cameron in Cleveland? It's not Josh Gordon because he suspended Greg Little. It wasn't wasn't him on, on, on Sunday. He was targeted 13 times, as you see right there, against the Dolphins. He's going to continue to be targeted heavily. And he also had a huge touchdown that was called back, which hurt me a little bit because I've got him on a couple of teams. I want to see more of that. So I'm not saying he's going to go out and score two touchdowns every week, but you got to have Jordan Cameron on your team. Yep. Yeah, the tight end position is suddenly fun again. There's, it's not a dearth of, well, this guy had four catches for eight yards, so I can go pick him up and it'll give me half a fantasy point. <laughs> right. It's fun now. There's some big production on Sunday. No Brent yep. Selleck bagels or anything like that. <laughs> well, I'm going to go quarterback with my guy. This is someone on Fantasy Live on Sunday. Michael Fabiano talked a lot about Terrell Pryor. Had a really nice game against the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. Is it enough for him to take him and start him right now? No, you want to sit and wait a little bit because there's still guys putting up just crazy numbers. But here's why he's my number one guy. Tight ends, they come and go. Wide receivers come and go. Running backs come and go. When you get a quarterback with this kind of high ceiling that's available, you have to target him just because he could be the next Cam Newton. He could be the next RG3. So I would go out and get Terrell Pryor because in three weeks, you have a great, hey, I can trade my starter. I can trade Terrell Pryor. He could be that valuable. Well, you say that you don't pick him up and start him right away, but they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars in week two, and I think you can start Terrell Pryor. This week, I told people, take a wait-and-see approach with Terrell Pryor. And boy, was he good. He broke the Raiders franchise record for rushing yards by a quarterback in a single game. I would start Terrell Pryor, not over Aaron Rodgers, not over Drew Brees. Could you start him over Matt Ryan? How about Russell Wilson, who's playing the Niners this week, right, on Sunday Night Football? So there are some options out there that, you know, hey, you draft him as your number one quarterback, but the matchups are a little bit scary. 
I would actually use Terrell Pryor as a top 12 quarterback this weekend. He, and going into Monday night, he is the leading rusher in the NFL, which probably <laughs> says something about the state of running backs, too. But we talked about this on the Sunday show. Uh, somebody was starting Brandon Whedon. I know Eric Young of the Discovery Channel, or excuse me, Animal Planet. He was starting Brandon Whedon. Eric, go pick up Terrell Pryor. Please do that. <laughs> All right, here's some other waiver wire guys to target for this week. Remember, you got two, three rounds of waiver wires to get to, some guys that could be available for you. Joyke Bell, who I'm pretty sure we're going to hear about coming up later on in the show. E.J. Manuel had a nice game. Jerome Simpson had a pretty good game. Brian Hartline had led the NFL in targets, had over 17 fantasy points. And these are guys that are owned in most of the time in less than 50% of NFL.com leagues or more. So still to come, we're counting down the biggest appointments from Sunday's slate of games. Whose performance should worry fantasy users and who is bound to bounce back? We'll tell you when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Adam Rank, Michael Fabiano getting ready for that helps no one. Fabiano holding on to a football unlike the New York Giants a night ago. Jason Smith alongside the Admiral Akbar Bajamimila going to get you some fantasy disappointments. Guys who expected big numbers from Sunday and didn't get. Now, if you're Akbar, you can just call them on the phone because you have their phone numbers. But since we don't have that, you always do. I'm going to call him and see what he has to say. That's Akbar every day. But let's take a look at a guy like C.J. Spiller. You got his phone number? Uh, no, I don't have C.J. Spiller's okay. phone number. All right, but are you worried about him after Sunday? You know what? If I were to call him and I had his number, <laughs> I'd say, you know what, C.J., I'm not worried about it. Look, you're going up against the New England Patriots. They have a very good defensive line. Remember, they added Tommy Kelly during the offseason. I like the fact that, you know, C.J. Spiller had 22 touches, so you know that at least they're trying to get him the ball. He will explode. He's still going to be that guy that you draft in the first round. I have him on three teams. I'm not worried at all about Spiller. Things will get better. You play your studs. Same thing for Marshawn Lynch. This is a guy you took in the first five picks, had a horrendous game against the Panthers on Sunday. How worried are you? Yeah, pump the brakes. You can't be worried about Marshawn Lynch. You know he's going to go on beast mode. It's just a matter of time. This is a rough week one for Marshawn Lynch. And, again, this Carolina Panthers defense is a team that made this investment by drafting in the first round star low to LA. So they've beefed, beefed up that front seven. So it was a very difficult matchup for Marshawn Lynch. But he's going to produce. Don't worry about it. I've been saying it the entire show about your stars. You drafted them to be your stars for a reason. Don't panic after one week. Lamar Miller, I'm ready to panic on him a bit. He didn't look good in the preseason. He looked awful on Sunday. You had Daniel Thomas had the touchdown for the Miami Dolphins. You put him in your flex expecting big things. I can't automatically put him in my flex this week, Akbar. i got to look at alternatives. You know, Jason, I'm right with you. In fact, I wouldn't give him a phone call. I'd be, I'm so disgusted that I'd probably just go ahead and text him. So I'm not a Lamar Miller <laughs> Like, look, if, you're, if you have Lamar Miller, I want you to take some caution now. I want you to kind of be mindful of the, the team, the people that he's going to be – the teams that he's going to be playing against. I don't know. you got to pump the brakes on him. Yeah, an okay match against the Colts, but still, he didn't do anything to make you want to put him in your lineup. Now I know if I get a text from Akbar, he's mad at me. <laughs> David Wilson, part of that Giants team that turned the ball over as many times as they did. Roddy White, injury. We talked about him earlier in the show. But guys like Calvin Johnson, Spiller, Lynch, you got to stick with your studs. Yikes. Now from the opposite of studs, let's get some players who helped absolutely nobody with Adam Rank and Michael Fabiano. Thank you, Jason. That's right. Each and every week, we take a look back at those players who are, A, not an Akbar's phone book, and they also rob precious fantasy points from the guys that we all started on Sunday. It's a tearjerker from some curtain jerkers in a little segment we like to call Michael Fabiano, That Helps No One! And we will start on Thursday night. We didn't forget about you. It's the first game of the season, first touchdown of the season. I'm looking at Ray Rice. Oh. Coming up to congratulate Vonta Leach because he did it. He's the first one. He scores that first touchdown. You know what? That helps no 
on. All right, let's move to Sunday. Pittsburgh, CJ, 2K, but no. Jackie Battle, he's still in the NFL. Look at him. Is that Lindale White? I don't know who it is. It's a touchdown vulture we didn't see coming, Adam. And you know why? Because that helps no one. We are going to go down to Jacksonville. Number 17. Is that the guy? Is that the guy that I had in my Experts League team a couple of years ago who helped me win? Well, no, he did nothing it's because this takes it away from Dwayne Bow, the guy we wanted to start. And please don't hit that mask on because oh, Donnie Ed helps no one. You know what? Let's stick here. Here we go. Kansas City. Dwayne Bow. No. Guess for whom the bell tolls. It's Junior Hemingway? Who is Junior Hemingway? Oh, my gosh. Take a look to the sky just before you die because that helps no one. I tried to get that lyric in there. I really did. All right. Miami. Lamar Miller, please. No. Who is that? 33? It's not Javorski Lane, is, is it? it? No, it's Daniel Thomas. Make room for daddy because that helps no one. Somebody got that joke. But here's a joke in and of itself because we wanted <laughs> Reggie Bush right there. But no, it's joke man. That helps no one. Let's look at the whole third quarter sequence because look, Calvin Johnson can't touchdown, just miss right? a touchdown every. What? No? 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 He's on my fantasy team. Let that one slide. All right, Reggie Bush here. Reggie Bush goes oh, around. All right. Reggie got a touch. Wait, no. This is going to be under review. Please, not again. Oh, no. It's another joke. Oh. And look at him. He's jumping up there going, Where's he I going? robbed fantasy points from you What's and he? you. That's nutty by nature. Right? Oh. That helps no one. Hey, ho. How do you guys remember the Stephen Ridley era oh. in New England? Not, not even fondly. touched him. And yeah. he fumbled. Not only is he losing points, he's giving it to the Buffalo Bills defense. Started by negative 5% of all fantasy owners everywhere. Who is going to play the Bills this week? No one. You know why? And those points, that helps no one. All right, let's take a look at the board. And Michael Fabiano, is there a single solitary name on this board that you would pick up for the upcoming week. There are actually a couple. Joy right. Bell now has fantasy value. Julian Edelman is a red zone target for Tom Brady. Ruben Randall down near the Ruben bottom. Randall. And if you're in a deeper league, Marlon Brown's now a starting wide receiver in Baltimore. Marlon Brown. That's a name to remember. Now, if you want to see your tweets featured on the show, use the hashtag that helps no one when you see a fantasy score. That helps absolutely no one. Now, if I can ask for my ISO, I'm going to switch over there because we're going to reveal who this is. Meet me over here. Thank you very much, Camera 6. And now, if I can have a drum roll, please. It's time for your week one. That helps no one award winner of the week. It's a joke. Joke <laughs> Bell. Thank you so much. You did nothing for us. All right. Get rid of him. When we come back, we are going to be answering your Twitter questions. Stick around for that and so much more. There you are. I was still on the ISO. <laughs> Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Remember, you can always tweet us at NFL Fantasy or use the hashtag NFL Fantasy. A big tweet has come in from Scott Porter, 6 from Friday Night Lights, says, I am currently pan-searing Bobby Flay with a garnish of shame in the NFL Celebrity League, whipping him by 40 and not done. Now, Fabs, is this because Scott Porter's team is really good or because Bobby Flay took Cam Newton in the first round? I'm going to guess it's probably a combination of both of those things. Scotty did a really good job with his team, but Bobby had the most Shocking pick of the whole draft, taking Cam Newton third overall. What was he cooking? I don't know, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> all the turkey references are going Scotty, on. Scotty was my preseason favorite to take that league. 
Nice. So yes. if you're drafting celebrities in fantasy, I, he's a Oh, no, Schmidt had done a nice job with his team, but when Scotty reached out to me, I took a second look. I said, yeah, he see, did really see, well. See, look, you're tripping. I'm, I'm going with what? Flay. Yeah, you're tripping. I'm going Flay. He cooks with truffle oil. That's my, he's that's not like going to make you food if you <laughs> say nice things about him. <laughs> well, he's not going to happen. That was obvious where you were going for. <laughs> All right, some more tweets that came our way in regards to the action from Sunday. What happened to Dwayne Bow today? So what happened to Dwayne Bow on Sunday? Well, nothing. I mean, really, when you look at it, I mean, look, the Kansas City Chiefs just got out ahead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, look, Alex Smith was looking for Dwayne Bow. He was the most targeted receiver there, had four reception, but they got up ahead. They didn't need to do anything. So they ran the ball more than anything. A very balanced approach uh, Andy Reid took to this blowout against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you're not worried about Bo I'm not worried. Forward. Dwayne Bow is still going to be very productive. He's the best receiver that they have. All right, here's another tweet that came in that said, can I trust MJD this year as my running back number two? Hashtag NFL Fantasy. Yes. Don't worry about Maurice Jones-Drew at this point. I mean, it's one game, guys. It's one game. Don't freak out about this. The Jaguars were behind the whole game. They scored two points. So they had to abandon the run. They had to throw the football. That didn't work. Blaine Gabbard, who knows what's happening with him? He's injured. Maybe they go to Chad Henney. We'll see what happens. But they also have a good matchup this week against the Raiders, who traditionally are not good against the run. Continue to start Maurice Jones-Drew. Can I add another hashtag to this? I'm going to just add, I don't trust. Hashtag, I don't trust Maurice Jones-Drew, period. That's all I have to say. I, like, you're period. not going to even start him. I'm not. I'm not messing. I, I've, been, I've been saying it all year. I do not like Maurice Jones-Drew. I'm not Sam I am, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were. But, you know, when you look at the line, you look at the way they were, the, the way they played against the Kansas City Chiefs, they just, he just doesn't have it to me. Well, their first 43 plays, they had 58 total yards, so a yard of play doesn't get it done in the National it was Football League. quite. Yeah. All right, so let's get to our next tweet that says, how concerned should I be that Green Bay's James Jones didn't have a catch today? Mr. Rank, how concerned? With one word, very concerned with that because look at all the options they have in Green Bay. They've got Randall Cobb. Jordy Nelson came back and established himself as a viable flex play or wide receiver two each and every week with the way he performed against a very tough 49ers team. Plus, Jermichael Finley's also getting into the mix, too. There are so many. Even Eddie Lacy caught a pass for the Packers and put on a nice little run. You see all this stuff. There are too many weapons there in Green Bay. The only thing that made him worth it was that he was getting touchdowns last year, and it doesn't even look like he's going to get that. The magical season. After week one, over. though? I mean, it's I, crazy I, said, I love James Jones. James Jones, when I just look at him, is raw talent as a receiver. He can get off that press. He can get deep on you. To me, that's all the case to why Aaron Rodgers should be throwing him the ball deep and getting him in the end zone. But keep in mind, right, you, you've also got no Greg Jennings last year. He was banged up. Jordy Nelson was banged up. Jermichael Finley, he was just not in the zone last season. He couldn't get open, and he couldn't catch the ball. All right, there we go. We'll have more answer more of your questions throughout the rest of the week here on NFL Fantasy Live. Tomorrow, Redskins wideout Larry Fitzgerald will join us to talk about his new quarterback and more. NFL Fantasy Live back Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL.com and 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.